Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host James, as always, here to give you guys more of the greatness, and that's what we're going to get going right now. It's crazy because I'm actually on a roll. Two episodes in after, you know, a little hiatus, but, you know, we're getting back to the norms, so let's just jump right in. Um, Man, lots to talk about this week. Uh, lots of new releases, lots of uh, game information, just lots of stuff, dude. So, yeah, um, as far as new releases, you know, there's like there's like there's a bunch of games uh, that came out this week. A lot of stuff that kind of went under the radar or is going under the radar, but some stuff is is pretty significant. So um, Company of Heroes 3 finally uh, came out. And, you know, I know for people who are real-time strategy players, uh, you know, they will enjoy the news of that release. I, myself, like, it's crazy because, like, I I kind of wanted to get this game, but as it was released, I was just like, yeah, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I think I'll be fine. Um, you know, because I, I just, I'm just... You know, I don't know, like as the years go by, I'm just not as involved with uh, with strategy games like I I enjoy like the only the only games that I really enjoy that, you know, take a bit of thought to them is like uh, like things where you control civilizations. So so, you know, improper civilization and also like humankind, like I like those type of games. You know, you, you start as a particular culture and you just kind of run yourself from the basics to the future. And, you know, you try to get there as fast as other cultures can. And it's cool, you know, but, you know, um, Company of Heroes 3 game about, you know, war. It's like, I think what really, I don't want to say turned me off, but just what brought my attention attention down was just like it, we're we're telling the same exact story about the same exact wars you know and the, and there's no lack of respect to the wars that have happened in the world where you know lives were lost or anything but you know it's just how many times can you tell me about world war ii you know so i think i just kind of got bit by that bug and you know upon release i just kind of looked at it and just yeah i was just like no i, I don't think this is for me but i mean i i i appreciate those type of games and i know the work that goes into getting those games out to people who do enjoy them um i understand the amount of fun that can be had in those games you know i you know it's really funny because like honestly i really didn't even play real-time strategy games until i played um i think it was called age of mythology or something um and that was probably like the first one. And then I had a friend who said, um, well, I got this one and it's uh, it's called uh, Warcraft 3. And I remember playing that one. And that man, dude, that that game I fell in love with. That was just super cool. And um, yeah, that like that was like before the Internet and stuff like you. You needed like you could there was no such thing as like DLC or you know uh uh additional content or anything like that like if you know when it was additional content it was in the store 
and it was usually you know cheaper so like you probably bought the game for 50 bucks and you know the expansion was probably 20 or something like that but yeah like those were like the only real-time strategy games i played and i tried to do starcraft for a while um because i remember I remember when I was hearing the news about how StarCraft Two was like super hype in uh, Korea and whatever, and um, <clears throat> or actually just StarCraft One, because Two was the one that um, that had come out and and you know they were just like oh this is gonna be so much better, and I got it and I was like all right it's cool, and on to the next one, and yeah I just never really stuck on to uh real-time strategies as a genre that i you know found to be um you know a particular game that i that i enjoyed so you know i mean it, it is what it is you know i i don't you know i don't knock them i don't think that they're bad um you know but they're just not for me i mean just you know for me i enjoy different type of games um but i but i i mean look company of heroes 3 looks pretty cool i think for the person who enjoys real-time strategies it would be all right um but if you you know if you just aren't a real-time strategy person just not worth even looking at so <clears throat> so there's that um sons of the forest uh, is another game that came out uh survival horror uh slash uh you know i i don't want i don't want to say i guess community building I'm not sure. I, I never played the Force, the original game, but I had a few friends uh, telling me like, "Hey, dude, you gotta get into this game. You gotta get it. You gotta get it. You gotta get it." And honestly, I did not because I just, you know, I don't like hopping in the series when I don't know anything about it. It's really you. You gotta really convince me. And even though I had more than a few people telling me that. This game was going to be legit. And I mean, it was crazy because like looking at my friends list and seeing who's playing what. I mean, there was like a line of people that were playing uh, Sons of the Force. And, you know, sometimes that could be enough to just get me on the train. But I don't know, like, uh, you know, <laughs> OK, so for what the game is. So for what the game is potentially. I mean, that creeps me out, you know, like you're by yourself and you're in the woods and you have to craft and build and maintain yourself and survive. And there are people or things that are after you. It's like, dude, I, enough. I'm, I'm good. I'm all right. But I but I like again, I can appreciate why uh, people enjoy the game. Um, Sons of the Forest is actually an early access. So, you know, it's not quite done. So any any. Uh, anything that you would think uh, is, um, you know, not quite there is still, you know, time to be fixed and whatnot. And I'm pretty sure they're taking uh, player feedback to kind of, you know, make sure they hone in on, you know, the things that will make the game just great overall, um, which is, you know, that's what you'd expect from a from a, a, a respectable developer. I wish more developers did that. I wish, you know. I honestly, I think every game should come out with demos like I honestly do. And I feel like demos should be more about the feedback and less about the opportunity, because I think that gamers just want to game, which is fine. 
but you know if you gave me a demo i would love it if the demo whether it was timed or you know um went up to a specific point um you know in chapters or whatever uh you know, you gave me a questionnaire or, you know, you gave me a, a, a way to, you know, give my feedback. And then you just kind of, you know, dial into what people are, are, are um, you know, saying about what they experienced. And then you use that to kind of tune the game. And it's, it's only so few people that actually do that. You know, like uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is has been in beta for like over a year and they're going to release um you know, officially on, on, I believe it's August 23rd or some, somewhere in August. And, uh, yeah, it's dude, it's like that, that's to me, that's perfect because it's a work in progress alongside the players who are invested in, you know, having fun with the said game. So, you know, I can always appreciate when, you know, developers allow players to be a part of the process, you know, so yeah, Sons of the Forest. Um, I heard it's a really good game. Probably want to grab it if you're into survival and crafting. Uh, Octopath Traveler Two has also dropped this week, and yeah, I I didn't pick it up. It's a lot of games I'm not picking up, right? Um, but I didn't pick this up, and the only reason I did not pick this up was because I still haven't completed the original Octopath Traveler and you know I'm becoming I'm becoming a little more conscious about how I buy games because I used to be so unconscious and just like you know I, I would just buy whatever was new or whatever people were talking about like you know if you talk to me you know uh five years ago I would have been more I, I, I would have the two games I just mentioned Company of Heroes 3 and Sons of the Forest I would have had them even if I didn't find any interest in them. I would have had them because at the end of the day, they were popular. They were out. It's what people are talking about. That's what I'm going to get. And I would have done the same for Octopath Traveler. But, you know, I, I've gotten a little bit better and I've gotten to the point where, like, you know, I, I think about what I buy now. And so, um, you know, like considering the fact that I, I haven't completed the first game it's like yo i mean what's the point you know like yeah it'll be a cool game i'm pretty sure i know you know i know the developers didn't slack and and they really put a lot of effort into you know uh making this game stand out and whatever but like yo i i did not beat the original and that counts for something um you know i i don't it's not it's not even so much that they came out with the game too quick i I just think that I'm slowing down as a gamer, dude. Like, honestly, like I, I just don't I don't complete games as fast as I used to unless it's something that I'm like completely dialed into, um, which is few and far between. There's only so many games that I'm like just like, boom, honed in and I and I just got it and I just keep it going. Like, I, I think like the last game that I did like that um, was No Man's Sky. Um you know, like I, I got into that game and just, you know, just the thought that, you know, the game was so expansive. And it, and this was this was like in the swell of all the complaining that everybody was doing, which I always find funny and, uh, when, you know, like people will complain about games. And while they're complaining, I'm like beating them. And I'm just like, oh, I, I went through the whole thing and everything was fine. And that was like my experience with like No Man's Sky. Just like 
I literally went A to B, got to the end of the game, roll credits, everything's cool. Um, did the same. Actually, you know, I say that was the last game, but like, no. Um, Cyberpunk did the same thing with that. Like, bought that thing on Google Stadia, and everybody's like spending weeks and weeks and weeks complaining about the game and, you know, refunds and this and that and that, you know, just all this madness. And I'm just like beating the game and I'm feeling good and everything's great. And yeah, like, there, there are certain games I can dial into, but then some games I just kind of get lost in the sauce. And Octopath, like as good as that game was, like I just I got lost in the sauce. And, and you know, there were just other games to play, and I just wanted to kind of be around doing other things. And, yeah, so so saying all that to say that, like, I don't feel like I'll, I'll ever play Octopath 2 until... I complete one, but who's to say when I'll complete one? Because uh, I mean, what what's really funny is like I only have I only have Octopath Traveler one on my Nintendo Switch, and I never play my Nintendo Switch anymore. Considering that I got me a Steam Deck now, like I can't even remember the last time I like picked up my Nintendo Switch with purpose, you know, like with an actual purpose. It's almost embarrassing, actually. Like like I hold my Nintendo Switch, and it's just it just I mean, it it feels like a toy. It feels like an actual toy, and it's so weird. It's like it's the weirdest freaking thing. I actually had them both on my desk yesterday. I was at work, and I was charging my my Steam Deck, and I was charging my uh, Nintendo Switch, and it just looked so bad. I was just like, bro, I cannot. And you know what's crazy? You know, just on a tangent, like. I've I've lessened my investment in my Nintendo Switch just based on the fact that I feel like it, it's a trap because like you know these Joy Cons right and I and I knew I knew this for the longest time because like I was always like every time I go to a store I'm like yo why do they got so many of these freaking Joy Cons right like don't they come with these things and like yeah you know they were you know when the when the Switch first dropped they were pushing the whole deal about oh you can have like four players and they could all turn them side turn the Joy-Con sideways and everybody will have a a functioning controller and blah 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 but I I thought even that was stupid. I was like, "Bro, that's that's dumb. It's absolutely dumb." But you know, like I was looking beyond all that and I said, "Dude, they're not selling these Joy-Cons because they want more people to play. They're selling them because they know that they they malfunction easy you know they they malfunction super easy how many people have been complaining about drift for the past you know three four five years with these switches you know what i mean like uh you know it's like it's a thing and like the last nintendo switch that i had had mad drift on the joy cons and this one has mad drift it's like i can't even play a game you know uh I can't even play a full session of a game on the Switch without it doing something wonky. And then to think that I got to go out and pay $70 for new Joy-Cons, it's like, bro, I, I'm I'm not. Because then what if, what if those break in a month? And, you know, I hear people saying, like, oh, you know, they got warranties on them. You could turn them in, this, that. But that shouldn't be the case, in my estimation. You know, like, I'm from I'm from an old-school era where they built controllers to last. Like, I was a kid who I played games and, you know, like, we're talking like Nintendo, right? 
And I would just, you know, like you'd get all the way to some level and you probably lose or whatever. And in losing as a kid with an attitude, you would spike controllers, throw them against the wall or whatever. And those controllers lasted, dude. Same with like Super Nintendo. Like I remember like I was at my friend's house and I remember um, we were playing Street Fighter 2 which was huge. It was like, it, it was like, that was like one of those, those tellings of how powerful, you know, the uh, Super Nintendo was because we were playing Street Fighter 2 and it was just like exactly like the arcade and whatever. And I remember like I had a friend who was playing as Chun-Li and he kept doing, uh, and I remember the buttons that he was pushing. It was down and low kick and it was causing him to spike on my head so he'd like do this like toe step on my head and he just continued to do that so he was sitting there munching away at my health with this stupid toe step and I was so infuriated that I spiked this super NES controller and nothing happened you know what I mean like like these controllers were built to last Nowadays, you got these controllers, they cost hundreds of dollars, and they don't even last like five months. They don't even last five months. It's insane. So it's like, dude, I, I, I just don't even, like, I cannot invest any more time into my Nintendo Switch. So I don't think I'll ever finish Octopath Traveler. I don't think I'll ever get Octopath Traveler 2, even though I know it's going to be a good game. But I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll grab, maybe I'll grab it when it goes on sale. I still think it's, I, I still think there's a bit of an audacity that, um, you know, Square has with Octopath One because they have it on, uh, on PC now, but they're charging full price for it, and it's just like I don't know. Like this game's already been out for two, three years, and you probably should, this should probably be thirty bucks, you know, not not sixty. This should be like thirty at this point that's regular and then you should be putting it on constant sale for about you know 20 15 20 you know like that's how i feel so maybe i'll maybe i'll get octopath traveler 2 when it goes on sale if ever because like the one thing that i noticed with square enix as far as like their sales on pc games they are few and far between and they are very selective i i i think most recently they put they they claimed it was a Square Enix sale, which I thought was really funny because they turned around and and um, I'm looking at all the games that are on sale and I'm like, okay, but where's Tactics Ogre? Because like this game just came out, you guys want fifty bucks for this game, but I'm not giving you fifty bucks. I think it's worth like thirty because everybody has it on handheld, and yeah, like I'll pay thirty, but I will not pay fifty. And they didn't even put that on sale. So I just thought, you know, like, okay, you guys are being selective. You guys have have an idea on what games you think are worth it. I don't even, I don't even think, no, Octopath was on sale at the time. I think it went down to 30 from 60. Um, but, yeah, I just, I wasn't really into that. So I, I don't know. Who knows? But I, I think, I mean, look, Octopath Traveler is a great series. I hope they continue to, to make those games. Um I love the style of those games. I think they're, you know, I think they're awesome. I actually got the demo, and I'm probably going to play a little bit today. My my opinion may change, you know, after playing the demo. But, um, yeah, I 
I, I, I would hope that anybody who enjoys a, you know, stylized uh, turn-based RPG will grab Octopath Traveler 2 if they've never played any Octopath. Or I would just say grab the original one because the original one's pretty good. But again, I think it should be cheaper. Um, uh, Grim Guardians, uh, Demon Purge. That's a indie developed game, kind of a Metroidvania. I don't know if it's a roguelike. I play the demo a little bit. Um, that game's kind of cool. That game's kind of cool. You play these. You play these uh, as these uh, two protagonists. Um, these two young ladies, and you're in this castle, and you know you're going around, and and you know doing, you know castle stuff, and uh, it it's a cool game. I played the demo, and I thought it was cool. I haven't grabbed it because you know, like like again, the big thing for me is like cost. And I'm not cheap. It's just like, you know, I, I have it in my mind when I play now what games are worth. And like their asking price at this moment, I just don't think that it's worth it. Even their sale price at this moment, I'm like, yeah, I don't think that that's worth it. You know, I don't think that that's substantial based on what I'm getting out of the game. Um, I think it I think the game is pretty cool. But I don't think it's one of those games that will last. You know, it's not like a Hades or anything like that. You know, um, it's not like a Vampire Survivors. Uh, uh, you know, it's you know, it's not one of those games that just gravitates and just kind of keeps me playing till two a.m. Like, nah, it's not that. Um, so for the, for what they're asking for it monetarily, it's just like, dude, I I can't. You know, this game has to be substantially lower as far as your asking price. I would say the game's probably worth about fifteen twenty bucks. Um, but you know, and, and that's, and, and, you know, I know what people probably are thinking. People are probably like, oh, you know, you got to respect the developers and they've been working so hard. It's like, yeah, I understand. But even when you work hard, you know what, you know what, you know, you're worth and you know that you're not a top tier, you know, triple A game and, and you're not going to, you know, get full price for it. You're not going to get a premium price for it at $70, you know, so just be realistic. And I, and I just, I just don't feel like the price that they're asking for at this moment is very realistic. So, uh, legends of Dragoon released on PS five, uh, or I think it's for their like premium service. I don't know. Um, saw a friend streaming it on Twitch and yeah, it's, it's the same awful looking game, but you know, so, so fun. It was amazing back in the day. Um, you know, I, it, it's, it's laughably amazing. It's like you, you look at those games and you know, they, they like, I can't even imagine what I was thinking back in like the, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. Like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking playing these games that like, like, they don't even look like people, you know, like they got triangles for heads, circles for hands. It's like the weirdest thing. And, and here we are begging for these, you know, these re-releases and stuff. Cause I was, even I was online saying they need to bring, you know, Legend of Dragon and they need to bring it back. And they finally brought it back and it is, it looks like absolute trash, but I mean, it's great fun. It's great fun. 
you know, it's it's the equivalent of, you know, uh, older people playing Pong, you know, or playing uh, Atari 2600 games. You know, you don't quite understand what's going on because you don't have the imagination to kind of put A to B. It's just like it doesn't work uh, if unless you just know off the rip what that stuff means. But, um, yeah, it, it's I, like I like me some Legends of Dragoon. I'm more of the mind that they should remake the game. Uh, I I think that that is something that would really benefit people who may may think or have an understanding that, oh, you know, games don't really have stories anymore. Or, you know, there's no such thing as, you know, uh, uh, you know, a good a good role-playing game like nah bro we we had the best role-playing games especially at the beginning of you know the playstation era like that was like i honestly think that that some of the best rpgs came out you know during the snes and transition into the playstation i think those were the best rpgs that have ever been created i don't think i don't think there there's been anything better um but you know, I mean, it's subjective. It's like, you know, people will think what they want. Um, I'm happy that people will get to experience Legend of Dragoon. I, I hope that, um, you know, people will take an opportunity to experience it who may have not been able to play it at one point or another. Because, yeah, it, it, it is a cool game, but it's it it, it looks absolutely terrible. Um, but anyway... Um, Moving on, we got got done talking about these new releases. I want to talk about what games I am looking forward to. So we're in 2023, early 2023. It's almost damn March, which is crazy. I mean, we're we're already moving well, you know, through the year, three months in almost. But there's a lot of stuff I'm waiting for personally I that it's on my ticket and I'm like I'm ready to turn it in and let's see what we're what we're doing and I'm gonna go through my games that I am waiting for so let's uh start with Diablo Diablo 4 I'm definitely waiting for Diablo 4 Diablo is a is a series that to be quite honest I had no clue about until three and three was only something i grabbed because at the time i had a pc that could handle it and i was like oh you know i had a friend who talked about two and now three's out and blah 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 blah. and i love three i thought it was cool i actually you know it's kind of funny because i i keep telling myself you know if if i didn't play the third game at the time where the auction house was still around which i know a lot of people said oh that auction house it you know completely just messed up the game no i don't think it messed up the game i think it gave people like me who don't have the time to invest in games like that on a regular basis it just gave me a leg up to just kind of keep a pace you know like i was able to buy the things i needed to you know basically stand with those who i played with who were who I knew were way better than me. So at the very least, I just didn't just die outright, you know? And so, um, 
yeah, that that was that was like one of the things that like really kind of kept me on board. But then I I would play through it and do it again and again. And, you know, I got into the lore and the story and, and all that stuff. And it's kind of funny because I remember three. I remember Diablo three was like getting such crap like it was always in the news people were always talking about it they were always saying like oh you know they made it too colorful they did this they did that i think at one point or another i think they even you know like rehashed everything and like started from scratch i don't know but um i know when it released a lot of the original fans just were not happy they were like this is too much of a departure this is too crazy I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was amazing. I, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't find too much wrong with it. Um, I mean, the game was super accessible. So accessible that they've released it on multiple platforms. I mean, it's been on, you know, Xbox. It's been on PlayStation. It's been on freaking the Nintendo Switch for all that, you know, all that matters. And I, again, I, I enjoy the game. I don't think it's a bad game. Um, But four looks like, you know, a return to form. Uh, It looks really, really good. Like I never, I never carried, I never carried like, I never had like a level of um, like not fear, but I never felt uncomfortable with three. You know, three was like so actiony. It was just kind of like, eh, whatever. But like four looks disturbing. Four looks, four looks gross. <clears throat> and I'm and I'm 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 here for it. I'm here I'm here for all of it. I mean, it looks wild, and I just I I want to play it. And it seems like they're they're dumbing it down a little bit. Or getting back to basics, and I, I I I I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. It's like um, I enjoyed the classes that were in three. There were classes that I didn't play as. Like I I don't think I ever played as the uh, witch doctor. I primarily played as the uh, demon hunter. That was like my primary uh, class. I did make a hell of a wizard or sorceress or whatever. Um, I played a little bit as a monk. Um, I'd only done the paladin for like a little while, and and I was just like, yeah, no, nah, that's not really good. I never played as the barbarian. And uh, I played as a necromancer for a good long while. Like on the Nintendo Switch, they you know they had the version that came with all the DLC and whatever. Because I never bought the DLC on Blizzard. And um, bro, listen, that freaking <laughs> that freaking necromancer, that was wild. That was super cool. So like, yeah, they they took it basic on um, on four, and I think like they have like a sorceress, a barbarian. I think they do have a necromancer. Um, and I think they have a, what's a, what do you call like the wood, the woodsy, the woodsy magic person? Oh man, I forgot what they call those. It's not a sorcerer, but it's like a, 
Uh, I, I forget, but I'll I'll probably think of it later and be like, ah, it's this. Um, but yeah, they they got they got like just a few classes in that, and they look pretty dope. And I've watched a lot of the footage, and I'm hyped, dude. I'm super hyped, and it's coming out around my birthday, <clears throat> so that's pretty cool. Um, can't wait. I cannot wait for Diablo Four. Um, Resident Evil Four remake. Yo, listen. This is one of those things that as as it kind of goes on as as it kind of you know makes its statement to say i am here i am coming um i am i am low-key really excited about this and and this is from someone who literally swore off resident evil 4 just as a whole entity i was out of the game i was done because i'm somebody that i played resident evil 4 back when it debuted on the GameCube and I remember like reading magazines back in the day where they were just like, Oh, it's never coming anywhere else. You know, and this is before you, you understood, you know, corporate lingo and, you know, uh, you know, like you, you, you didn't, un you, you know, you, you didn't have an understanding of like, uh, what these contracts were entailing. So like these companies would come out and they'd be like, Oh yeah, you're never going to see this game anywhere else. And it's like, yeah, nah, you know, your contract's expired, you know, or you didn't renew whatever license or whatever. And now it's over on PS2 and now it's over here and there and everywhere. And dude, like that was the whole thing with uh, Resident Evil 4. That game was everywhere. And I I was so sick of it. Like it, it's a great game. It's probably one of the better games in Resident Evil series. I think there are certain games that have kind of taken, you know, taken it a little higher as far as its popularity. But if you ask a majority of players, like which Resident Evil is their favorite, I think most of them will tell you it's four. I, I, I think it, I think four win by a landslide wouldn't even be close. But for me, it was just always so daunting to think that like yo this game is like freaking everywhere and and i just i i don't like like i think what was what was bothering me was that we were going through console generations and resident evil 4 was still existing and i was just like bro this is not right this is so stupid like why are we still playing this game but when they started to remake some of the uh some of the really popular uh sequels like resident evil 2 they also did three um and then on top of that they were still moving forward with the franchise with seven and eight um they were going you know capcom <clears throat> was going in a really good direction and you know i guess i guess for lack of anything else it was inevitable it was going to happen you know, it was only time that would tell when it would happen. And they finally pulled the trigger and like, here we are. You know, we are like about not even a month away from uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. And people are stupid excited. I'm excited. Um, actually, it comes out on March 24th. So, yeah, dude, I'm I'm hyped. And I think I'm more or less hyped because of one reason. And and the reason is I really enjoyed Resident Evil 2 Remake. And I think that anything 
that has been made after that in that same style i have grown to appreciate i think and and that's and that's saying saying all that without including 3 because i don't know for i don't know for what reason but i have just never been a fan of resident evil 3 even in its original iteration i did play the original one i did complete the original resident evil 3 but maybe it's because i'm not a jill valentine fan I think that that might be it. I actually had a friend today say that his favorite uh, character in the series was Jill Valentine. And I had nothing to say to him because <laughs> I'm not a Jill Valentine fan. Now, I now me, if you ask me, like, who is my best or my favorite protagonist? It is probably going to be Chris Redfield. But I mean, I guess everybody just kind of has their own, you know, person level that they want to get in on this. And Leon is a pretty, pretty dope uh, protagonist as well. Leon is a stupid close second to my Chris Redfield uh, vote. But um, yeah, he's going to be in, he's going to be coming back in Resident Evil 4. And yo, that game's going to be gangbusters. I know it's going to sell like crazy. I'm going to get a copy day one. I'm like, I'm in. I'm way in. Um, I'm excited to see the updates from you know what may have been a technological advancement at the time i want to see how they kind of up themselves in the now and just kind of make you know uh just make it make current sense to this point because i really feel like some things can just kind of find themselves to be outdated like you know they just had a recent release of uh golden i64 and i you know i mean they they talked about it when it released but i don't hear anybody talking about it now because the game's probably crap because it because you you know you've begged to play it the way that it was played back then and that's probably not the best decision it would probably make more sense if you had somebody make it to the current standards of how games are played and so that like that's that's all i'm asking for with uh this remake on four just you know, I know the style is going to be, you know, uh, close to what they've done with Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, and I'm just excited to see what they do as far as, uh, you know, the technical points of, you know, that 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 uh, title. I'm also looking forward to uh, System Shock. Now, listen, I've I have never played the original System Shock. But what was, what, what was funny was that, you know, System Shock, Bioshock, all synonymous. And even with Bioshock, like, I think Bioshock 1 was a game that I probably only played, like, a little bit of. Wasn't really into it. The sequel came out, was not into that one. And then uh, Bioshock Infinite came out, and... I love that one. That one was super cool because just 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 in vision alone, I was like, I could totally dig this. Like you're telling me that, you know, this whole thing's going to take place, you know, in the sky. And I got a zip line from one place to another to traverse to, you know, to get to different levels and, <clears throat> you know, to kind of move the plot forward. And this and I got this big angry bird you know, uh, uh, follow me. And I got to also save this girl. Like, yo, I'm, I'm a hundred ten percent in, but I had always had in the back of my mind that on the side of enjoying Bioshock as much as I did, 
I needed to experience System Shock. But I was never going to go back and play the original one. And it's really cool that they that they plan on um, making a reiteration of that original game. Like, I was actually looking at some screenshots the other day. They didn't look too hot. But I think that's also the point of, like, when you when you make when you remake certain games, you know, sometimes it's a stylistic choice to like say like, yo, we still want to keep this looking kind of 90s or whatever, but it's going to be fun as hell. And I'm hoping that that's what this is. I mean, because like like I said, from the looks of it, it looks a little dated, but maybe that's a style choice. And, I, and I'm and I'm just I'm just hoping it's fun. Because I heard, I heard System Shock was super scary. I heard it's super scary. I heard that it's about some kind of uh, AI that's kind of uh, sabotaging you and you know sending things after you while you, I think you're on a ship or something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. I'm 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 all for that. I'm I'm 110 into that. Um, you know, I love games where you have a distressed character who you just need to you know, survive and just kind of, you know, get from point A to point B and just, you know, do it without making an ass of yourself. So I think I think I'm I'm definitely going to get that game. Probably won't be day one, but, you know, it'll 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 be in the library at one point or another. Uh, Jedi Survivor is another game that I am absolutely looking forward to. And saying that is really crazy because I was not a fan of Fallen Order. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I played a little bit of Fallen Order, and I invested a little bit of time, and I just, I, I didn't, I didn't find it to be very fun. Um, it just didn't engage me in a way where I was like, yo, I got to keep playing. But Survivor, as I've seen in the trailer, and, you know, as I kind of just look at the visuals and stuff, I'm just like, this is the game I want to play because I don't I don't want to play as a person who is, I mean, respectfully from a Jedi stance. I mean, I'll, I'll do it in other aspects. Like I love Hogwarts Legacy. I love, you know, learning to be a wizard in a school of, you know, witchcraft and wizardry. But I don't want to learn how to be a Jedi. I, I don't. You know, I, I would much rather be somebody who is seasoned in their abilities and just has, you know, an opposition to to overcome. And I think that with Survivor, this is going to be that. And I think that's where I'm going to invest my time, because at this point, there's no reason that I would have to believe. Because even with even with Fallen Order, I was just like, dude. You, you know, like you're you're clearly a new Jedi. You already have a lightsaber and I don't even know your name. I don't even know what's going on. And you're a fresh face and this is just too weird for me. But now he looks seasoned. He looks like he's been through a lot. He looks like he's going through a lot. And I'm here for it, man. I am super here for it. And I, you know, I think they have like a companion system in this new one where you you have you have like a I, I guess a, I guess you call him a scoundrel I don't know but yeah dude like I'm I'm 110% into that because I feel like I feel like 
with franchises like Star Wars, even with Hogwarts Legacy, because I think that's one of the things I've been begging for with that game is like a companion system. Like they have to have it to where you can have your own Ron and Hermione. Like that is what you need. And I feel like with a Star Wars game, you kind of need the same thing with that. If you're going to have a ship that can fit, you know, more than eight people, you at least need to have four people with you just constantly. It needs to it needs to kind of go in line of KOTOR. I really wish that somebody respected Knights of the Old Republic enough to create a Star Wars game in line with what that game was because that is probably the best Star Wars game that I've ever played that I've ever played is Knights of the Old Republic that's like the best even two was really really good but I'm really looking forward to Survivor I, I want to see what they bring out in this one um I just I, I I don't know I think I think the first one was just a little too campy Fallen Order I think it was just a little too campy but I think this one is really gonna pull me in and just like make me feel a certain type of way so I'm, I'm bought in I'm, I'm invested I can't wait um Final Fantasy uh 16 is another game that I'm super super hyped about um <clears throat> you know there, there there's it, it's it's so funny because I've already gone on my tangent saying I will never ever get a uh PlayStation uh 5 but if it, it but if it is for the means of playing Final Fantasy 16 cuz cuz basically what I'm waiting out on is that they announce that this game is going to come out on PC and I know for the sake of you know how they've released you know previous games like Final Fantasy 7 remake you know, like they eventually came to PC, but it was like what two years later, a year and a half, two years later, and and I I don't think I can wait for sixteen, not not that long, no 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 no, no. Like a proper sequel has to be experienced in the moment. Like I still I still remember when fifteen came out, and people can say what they want about fifteen. I think fifteen is awesome. I think 15 is great love 15 it was my it was a day one purchase for me and 16 will be as well like literally if if they don't have if they don't have a pc release slated for final fantasy 16 on the day of release or before the day of release on a ps5 i will literally go out and buy a ps5 and Final Fantasy 16 at the same time. Hell, if they come out with a bundle, I'll buy the bundle. But I will play me some Final Fantasy 16. It is not a question. That is that is like definitely going down. It's like like Final Fantasy is like life, bro. It's like life. Like I've been playing Final Fantasy games forever. I was first introduced to Final Fantasy uh, 6, which I think was, at the time, I think it was announced as 3. And I remember being at a friend's house and watching him play. And um, it was it was super weird. I didn't understand games like that. 
because I didn't grow up playing role-playing games. I think the most role-playing action that I had ever had was Shining Force up to that point. But watching a friend play Final Fantasy VI was crazy. And then I had a friend uh, during high school who was like, I used to have friends who used to always like they knew me for beating games like I like I used to be a completionist. I'm no longer a completionist. I can't even I, I think, you know, like they've just raised the bar too high. I like I don't like trophies and all that junk. Um, but, you know, I used to be a person that I used to really. You know, go through a, go, go through games. Right. And I literally had a friend who was like, I got this game. Can you beat it? Well, what's the game? It's called Final Fantasy VII. Okay, never heard of it. Didn't even didn't even correlate it with uh, six. Cause I, cause you know what's so funny? I went over to my friend's house and I saw him playing six. And the only reason I know it, and I'm able to affirm what I saw, was just based on like screenshots and stuff. He never just outright said this is Final Fantasy VI <laughs> or Final Fantasy III. He never explicitly said that. It, but you know, like I was just like, oh, I remember there was this, you know, there was this guy, and then he had blonde hair, and you know, uh, my friend was putting in button combinations like Street Fighter or something like that, and he was in, you know, he was in a train yard, and I like, and I just kind of connected the dots, and I just found out that that was the game that I saw. But seven was like my first time actually like investing in Final Fantasy, the franchise for myself. And it was so funny because like back in the day, like this, I, I'm from a, I'm from a whole different era because like what I'm going to say sounds so stupid. But like we used to like we used to let each other borrow. Consoles. Or we or like, <clears throat> you know, like if one person didn't have a console, we like bring the console down to their house. And then like we get tired and want to go home, but then we didn't want to carry the console back home. So then we'd be like, ah, I get it later. I, I'll get it later. <laughs> like I'll get it when I got enough arm strength or, or when I get bored. And we just leave the console down at whom, whoever house and they would sit there and they would play, play, play. <clears throat> So I had a friend back in high school that had asked me to beat Final Fantasy VII, which thinking about it now, that's like, why would you, why would you ask somebody to beat a role-playing game? <laughs> but, and I I think it was just all for the sake that he just, he just wanted to know how it ended, but he didn't have the patience to see it in himself. I don't know. And I mean, he legit let me borrow for like months too. He let me borrow his uh, PlayStation and he gave me the copy of Final Fantasy VII. And I sat there, I sat in the house for a whole summer and I beat it. I beat that game. I beat that game. I, I, I went through all three discs and I beat that game. And it was so glorious to the point where it just allowed me to invest in all of the other games that came out after it. Everything except uh, 9. 9 is complete trash. I think Final Fantasy 9 is absolute trash. 
I had it. I thought it was garbage. I'll never play it. I don't care what anybody says. It's an absolute trash PC game. But yeah, saying all that to say that 16 is going to be great. I can see how great it's going to be. I am super hyped for it. I want to play it. I need it today, but we'll just have to wait. Um, WWE 2K23. Now, I'm kind of looking forward to this, but I'm kind of not. But I, I only put it on my list because <clears throat> what I really wanted to talk about was how these 2K games are getting out of hand on prices. Because it's crazy. Like, what? it's bad enough that games come out and they have like different versions or whatever i think i think that i think that's so weird like oh we're releasing this one game and there's the standard edition and then there's the deluxe edition and then there's the ultimate edition it's like bro calm down it's the same exact game it's just the you know it's just like the only time i ever invest in games beyond their normal price is when you are truly giving me something that I cannot get in any way, shape, or form anywhere else. Hogwarts Legacy, perfect example. I bought the deluxe edition. I was playing three days early. I, w I got exclusive uh, <clears throat> exclusive um, uh, costumes and stuff. I got exclusive mounts. I got a bunch of stuff, but the bottom line was I was playing three days early on a hyped up game. Dude, that was the best investment that I had made in that respect. But when I think about these like 2K games, I'm always like, what are they charging? Because listen, here's the thing. <clears throat> I didn't even like. If you like, you know, asking a normal gamer, you say, how much is a full price game? Most gamers will probably still be locked into the understanding that games are 60 bucks. <clears throat> Some will understand the evolving that games are becoming 70. But in that respect, it's like you kind of understand what you're going to spend. I didn't even spend that much for the deluxe edition. And I and and I got so much more than what I paid for. What the hell are people getting for a hundred and twenty dollars in a two K game? It's it's so weird. A hundred and twenty dollars. I paid sixty. Not even 60, like barely 60 for a deluxe edition. And an ultimate edition for 2K game costs $120 at launch. What are you getting? Now, I think one of the things that you get, I think you do get to play a few days early, like with Hogwarts. I do believe they may have some... Uh, I don't know, some costumes or something. Because I know, like, the big thing with these 2K games now is, like, having avatars that are, you know, uh, modeled after yourself or whatever. And then they give you 
these tokens or coins or whatever virtual coins and then the funny part about the virtual coins that you get is that they're used to spend in their lottery settings where you get a chance to win certain things so they basically just give you free money to go and gamble your money away where the odds are severely against you <laughs> so it's like you're not really getting anything and i think that's super weird and that's all for 119 dollars. and and i say all that to say i can kind of understand it when you talk about basketball maybe i can understand it when you talk about golf but what the hell are you paying for 120 dollars what the hell are you getting out of a WWE video game? What are you getting? And then I think it's stupid because these WWE games, as much as I love them, they gatekeep on their rosters. They will literally make you pay to play as certain people which is weird it's so weird it's so weird it's so dumb but you know we'll we'll go out and buy the game anyway because we love wwe right um uh the last of us pc uh coming out on the 28th of march and you know i'm gonna say this <clears throat> I've never played the original game. Actually, I lie. I played the original game up to a point, up to a very, um, a very, you know, solid point in the game that like really defines where the what the direction is in the game. And then I just quit, and I was just like, and yeah, I just don't want to play this anymore. I just wasn't bought in. And I remember when this when the sequel came out, and everybody was ranting and raving about the sequel. I went out and got that, and I just, I, yeah, it didn't, didn't resonate with me. But I've been watching this show on HBO, <clears throat> and, and you know, I have fallen in love with these characters. I've fallen in love with the dynamic of these characters. I can understand them a lot more than if I was controlling them, you know, through a video game. And it's just awesome. And I've just basically made the statement. I said, dude, if Ellie is anything like she is in this show, in the video game, I will totally buy this game when it releases on PC. I will 100% buy this game if she is anything like what she is in that show. Because she's absolutely hilarious in the show. And I love that. It's like... You, that that's that's the dynamic you know you have this grave you know observation of this man who has lost so much but is trying to gain back what little he can and then you just have this little girl who's just kind of like you know she looks at the world with a level of cynicism that is just unparalleled and it's just it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm I'm here for it. 
A hundred and ten percent. If uh, again, if she's anything like what she is in that show, I will totally buy this game. Um, Street Fighter Six, dude. So they had the uh, the state of play PlayStation little showcase or whatever, <clears throat> which is kind of funny because like, I, I again, I'm old school. I'm from the old school, and you know, I remember back in the day when like. The only time you got significant game news was in magazines and at E3. And like like thinking now today in 2023, like E3 doesn't even exist anymore. Like it exists, but it's so irrelevant because now these companies have taken a stand in a sense to say, yo, you know, we can just do our own showcases. We can show off our own games. We don't have to pay for booths. We don't have to pay for stages. We don't have to pay for, you know, any any time to show off our work and our partners and all this other stuff. We could do it for damn near free on the Internet because that's where everybody is anyway. And this is where we are. And so, like, you know, like, you got, you know, you got your, what do they call it? I don't know what they call it on Nintendo, like, Treehouse something. <laughs> I'm not a big Nintendo fan, but, yeah. And then, um, yeah, State of Play, PlayStation. And I don't know what Xbox calls theirs. I think they just call it Xbox Showcase. Um, but, yeah, like, these these game companies, dude, they're, they're, just, they're just doing their own thing. They're just doing their own thing. And with that said... PlayStation has shown off a lot of games, and one of the games that they have been showing off that is looking really, really good as it is being uh, revealed and close to its launch uh, in June on the 1st is Street Fighter VI. And, yo, I am, like, really hyped up. Now, I'm hyped, but I'm kind of mad because I love me some Street Fighter. I totally love me some Street Fighter. But I'm of the mindset that these companies have to start taking more risk and i don't think they're risking enough because yeah you know they risked it by you know uh <clears throat> you know i guess they're i guess the the main character that they're putting on the cover and everything and you're like oh it's a new character yeah but you still are leaning on the old people like stop it these people have been fighting for years let's get away from them let's just walk away Let's just stupid walk away from them. <clears throat> I think at this point, Ken and Ryu should be well over, you know, they, they should have resolve in everything that they've been going through for, for all these years. I think Chun Leaf should be completely fine. I think Guile should be fine. You know, like, yeah, these are these are beloved characters, and I totally understand. But how do we build new characters if we keep leaning on the old ones you know it's like it's like feeding your kids vegetables you they won't know that they like them unless you just give them nothing else other than it's like you're not punishing them you're just letting them know like you're not gonna go anywhere until you finish these peas it's like dude just give us new characters let us lean heavy in the new characters Maybe do maybe do the old characters as like DLC, 
but don't make them the staples and there and that's what like i think like the like even though i want to play this game i'm seeing that they're that's exactly what they're doing and this is what they do every year like they'll show they'll show off new people in the beginning and they'll get you hyped because because you think that there's some kind of change going on but then they bring out the familiar stuff and now they're just they're just flooding it with all of the characters that we have been you know familiar with for years and years and years i'm thinking i'm thinking look i mean we got we still have like uh we still have about five months to go and in those five months i bet you they're gonna they're gonna announce sagat they're gonna announce in bison they're gonna announce akuma they're gonna announce a lot a lot of new uh, a lot of older characters <clears throat> that they're gonna establish for this new game and even you know a lot uh, i mean like I, I I see my thing is I like the characters that they do have that are new that are just completely left field and are so different and they have no bearings on the past games. But it's just so it's it's also bothersome when they create new characters that have a connection to the past. Like I think they just announced <clears throat> a new female character and i think she's the niece of uh t-hawk and it's like dude come on just just make something different like make something radically different like it's not enough dude like like i, I want to stop connecting like even with tekken like i love tekken but how many years are these people really realistically going to be fighting let's just make all new characters and again, like you can make the make the old older characters DLC or something, but drive the story in a different way where where other people can kind of invest their thought and their time into it. Like I don't know, I, I'm I'm just nitpicking, but I'm still gonna go pick up the game. I'm, gonna, I'm totally gonna get uh, Street Fighter Six. Totally, day one. I'm also glad that's coming to PC though, because that's where I play majority of my games. So I am like really hyped that that's coming to PC. <clears throat> I'm not a, um I'm not a competitive fighter. I'm not, you know, looking to catch no fades with anybody online. Um but I'm definitely looking to just kind of you know, like they man, they screwed up when they when they launched uh 5 cuz I remember when I got 5. I got to be quite honest, funny story. 5 Street Fighter 5 is the only reason that I got a PS4. I went out and got a PS4 the same day that that uh, Street Fighter Five came out, because that it, it, that like there was just no question. When I learned that that game was going to be exclusive to PS4, at least a timed exclusive, I was like, "Yeah, I I have to play this." I was like, "There's no possible way I'm going to go an entire generation without playing Street Fighter. It's not going to happen." And I went out and I bought PS4. Street Fighter Five, same day. But then to think that they launched that game with no um, story mode <clears throat> that that was that was different. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that it was it was bad. I'm not gonna say that it was you know uh, uh, you know sacrilege or anything like that. Like I I I, I was fine, but it was different. <laughs> and I and I I think that at this point they definitely need to be a little careful 
and make sure that they include, you know, uh, something for single players. Because I think their I think their main focus at this point is just multiplayer. They just really they're just really really focused on multiplayer, and that's fine. It's super cool, but just don't forget about us little people. Because there's some of us that just we're not a, we're not all about to smoke. We like the characters, but we're not about to smoke. I'm not about to smoke. I don't want to fight anybody. Just the computer. <laughs> um, <clears throat> moving on. This topic is a little crazy. You know, I've been going through this week and I've been playing some games, and um, it's crazy because I I actually was wanting to lay off of Hogwarts Legacy for a little bit. And I said, what will get my attention off that game? And I went into the store and I um, found this game that was being talked about in a positive way. And it was called Atomic Heart. And I said, well, this looks interesting. Interesting enough that I'm willing to invest in it. And I bought the game. And I enjoy it. I think it's a great game. But in the game's greatness, I feel like there's always something. You know, it's really funny because it's, you know, when I think about the time that I invest in the community of gamers, it's always hit or miss. And and this has been a total miss for me. You know, I was feeling I was feeling bad having invested in Hogwarts Legacy, right? Because people feel a certain type of way. And people wanted to judge and say, well, if you buy this, then this is what you believe. Or this is what you stand for. Or these are the people you don't support. Or these are the people that you do support. And I was just so confused. And so angry. And. I was actually. Overjoyed. When. I started learning that. Hogwarts Legacy had been selling like gangbusters and. You know, there was no controversy or situation that was going to stop this game from being popular with gamers. And in my mind, I had known, I said, you know, people aren't going to take this line down. They're going to they're going to find something else to complain about. And that something else was Atomic Heart. And I, and I just, you know, it, it just again, it angers me to to such an extent that I just I really just feel like I I just mm, just want to slap the whole community because I don't understand I, I don't I don't I don't understand I think what bothers me the most and I think this is just a cultural thing I think just in this in this current culture we're so we are all so involved in forcing our opinions. Not all of us there. there you know, there are some of us that just kind of sit on the wayside and just, 
you know, we just do what we do. But there are lots of us that spend a great deal of time just attempting to be impressionable. And it, it just, it sucks. It really sucks. And, and, and again, like, I think that, I think that for what happened with Hogwarts Legacy, I think it's a perfect example of an effort and an execution being bigger than the vocal tyranny that was on display in order to justify why someone should not buy said game. I mean, it was, it was a complete fail on part of everyone who said, oh, don't buy this game. And I, and I, and you know, like for me, I think it was just like, it was like, you know, we got to get away from telling people, especially people we don't know, that if we do a certain something, then this is what we're really saying or we're really thinking. No, you don't know what I'm really saying or what I'm really thinking. And in my opinion, I don't think that one and the two correlate with each other in any way, shape or form. I don't think politics when I think video games. And I'm saying this to say the same thing about Atomic Heart. The game releases, I grab it, and all I hear is just all of this negative connotations just everywhere. People are saying the game is trash. How is it trash? I think maybe you don't like it. Maybe you don't enjoy it. That's fine. But how do you speak on the part of somebody's effort, hard work, and determination to put something out for people to enjoy? I don't think they put this game out for people to make fun of and be upset about. I think there, there are lots and lots of people, and this is, this is with all games, and this is why like, I reserve myself from saying that Things are complete garbage because at the end of the day, somebody had to work on something. Somebody had to spend some time somewhere. And we just have to be a little bit more cognizant of stuff like that. But I'll go on. People say, oh, well, you know, it, it shouldn't have been a full price game. OK, that's fair. That's perfectly fine. I totally understand that then just say that the game can't be trash because it's $60. Just say you wouldn't pay full price. I said the same thing about Octopath. I'm like, look, I think the game's great. I just wouldn't pay $60 for it. I'll wait till it goes on sale. Oh, be, you know, it's, it's, you know, feels like they only, they, you know, they put a lackluster effort into it. They were an indie, they're an indie developer. How much more effort can they put into a game versus, you know, a company like Activision who has unlimited resources to lend to 
whatever project that they that they put out. You might be dealing with a, a an office of 150 to 300 people. When companies like EA have thousands to dedicate to just one cause. Oh, but the game's trash. Oh, the, the, the execution is just too similar to other games. And that's what video games are. Games like Mario Brothers set the tone for platformers. Games like Castlevania set the tone for Metroidvanias. Or, or you know, uh, I, well, no, I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call searching a genre, but Metroidvania is a genre. Do we rag on other games that come out that are listed under the Metroidvania genre? No, we don't. Do we rag on other games that come out that are first person shooters? No, we don't. Because there's a separate interpretation that we invest in or we don't. But it, it can't be trash because it's so similar to something else. Okay, so the game, you know, kind of looks a little like Bioshock. Big freaking deal. It's not Bioshock. And we all know that because the game's called Atomic Heart. But people want to go out and they want to argue and they want to make this stance and say, oh, well, you know, it's just too similar to other games it's biting off other games every game bites off of every other game yes innovation counts and people creating you know something bigger something better like that's that we all hope for that but that's not all that's not always the case dude like i mean it's you know sometimes you tell yourself you you might say i like bioshock i think bioshock is a great game I want to make something that is like Bioshock because that is what I grew up playing. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But that's what people will will go on. That's what they'll hold on to. Oh, you know, there's this controversy because, uh, you know, the person's from Russia and he's giving the money back to the government. That's called paying taxes. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Like I'm 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 lost on all of these reasons why we're supposed to be hating this game, right? Like, I'm, I'm super lost on that. Oh, it's full price. It's not worth it. Okay, again, that's a great point. You can, any person can determine what they feel like is worth their money, worth their time. Nobody's arguing that. But everything else is it, it's, it's complete, complete horseshit. I think it's complete horseshit. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that we, you know, we have the right or I don't think that we should exercise you know, such a right to sit here and call games trash when people legit spend, you know, time creating whatever it is that they create. It might not line up with your point of interest, but out there somewhere in this world, somebody's going to like that. So just wish it well towards the person who does enjoy it and move on and go go play the thing you enjoy. I don't understand. Like, I literally was playing this game and I've been playing this game and I enjoy this game a lot. And all I'm sitting here thinking about is all the stupid people that I've just been observing online talking about how this game is just trash or it's bad. It's not good. But what what's really funny is that this is just an example of one thing not working like like all the you know, all of the pitchforking that was going about going on about Hogwarts Legacy. 
that didn't work because that game turned around and sold millions on millions on millions. And so what do you do? You move on to the next thing. What's the next victim? Like it's always a victim. It always has to be something smaller that people pick on or something. Some people find a, a, you know, a point to kind of rule over so that they can just kind of feel better about themselves, which is just dumb. It's dumb. When I leave, when I when I get off this show today, I'm literally going to go and play me some freaking Atomic Heart. It's not a big deal. And I'm not going to sit here and think about the people who called it stupid. I I feel bad for them because I think that when you spend so much time ragging on games instead of playing them, you're doing yourself the biggest disservice. Just stop spending so much like, bro, express your opinion. But let your opinion be validated. It can't just be something that's so biased that it just doesn't make sense. Yes, there are a lot of games that are 60 bucks that don't, you know, that we probably don't just. But but some people may feel justified in paying $60 for a particular game. But we don't give them crap about it. You know. I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about, you know, this person who supposedly developed the game giving money to Russia. Nobody was saying anything about this stuff when Tetris got made. And Tetris got made at the end of the Cold War. Like, what are we talking about? Like, like I think we just dig too much for absolutely nothing. And all we're doing is just burying ourselves. But anyway, um, I, I'm going to close out this episode. But in closing, I wanted to ask about games that I want to know what's going on with them. What's up with these particular franchises, games, titles, you know, because there's a lot of games that come out. And, you know, I'm kind of like, yo, I haven't seen this game you know, this series in a while, what's up with that? Like, what's going on? So I'm going to go through five different uh, franchises. And maybe you, maybe they'll line up with you. Maybe they won't. Maybe you would think of some franchise that I didn't bring up that we could talk about later online. Um, but, yeah, so here are my five. First one is Castlevania. So I really, really, really want to know what's going on with Castlevania. Um Castlevania is really crazy because, like, obviously they were big on consoles uh, in the, you know, the height of the NES and the SNES and whatnot. Um, they had a presence in, you know, the disc era of video games. But then they started dying down in the later part of, you know, like the PS2s, PS3s really didn't have much going on in PS4s. And they don't have anything going on now. And it's like, yo, what's really going on with this with this uh, series? I one thing that I really do appreciate with Castlevania, though, is that they have branched out to a point where, you know, they have like a Netflix series and that's been going on for years and years. And that's cool. But like, when are we going to get to play another proper game? Like, I've been waiting for years to play proper Castlevania. I know that um, they lent their assets to I think it's Dead Cells. I think they lent the assets to that. So they have characters from you know, the Castlevania series appearing in another game. But I'm like, yo, when are you guys going to get back to making a Castlevania yourself? 
Like, that's what I need. I need another Castlevania. Hell, even if you want to make, you know what I think they should do? And this is just me. Maybe you guys agree. I think they should, I think they should remake the original trilogy. I think they should make it in 2.5 graphics and they should remake the original trilogy. And you know what's so funny? I bet you any kind of money that more people will complete Simon's Quest if they remade it than going back and playing it on the original NES. Because I, I think the original iteration is just way too confusing, way too, uh, just, it's way too ambitious. It's a lot going on. But I think if you made it today to the current standards of how we play games, I think, I think that would be amazing. I would love if they did the original trilogy and did it to today's standards. Would be amazing. Uh, the next one is The Sims. Yo, what's going on with The Sims, bro? Like, The Sims used to be really, really hot stuff. I was a person who got the original Sims game. Uh, I remember when Sims 2 came out, that was Gangbusters. Sim 3 came out, it was all right. Sim 4 came out, and it was like, yo, this is a staple. But they haven't done anything in years. Now, I think what's become important to a lot of these companies has been this... Uh, you know, this whole thing with like DLC and, you know, uh, cont you know, side content and whatever. And that's fine. But, you know, we we still we still need our you know, we still need our actual games, bro. Like I like I'm thinking Sims 5 is something that should be coming out pretty freaking soon because like I love some Sims. But I think that for Sims 5, I think they really do have to focus on dumbing it down getting it back to the basics of what made the sims so popular because i think they kind of got away from that like like with sims 4 like i th i think <laughs> i see more dlc out for sims than i actually can see the listing of the actual game that it, that the dlc is for which is just crazy so but i mean hell if if they're selling all that stuff and they're making a bunch of money that's great good for them but i'd like a new sims please uh the fable remake what's going on with that like so they announced that. I remember, I think that was like around the last time that E3 was around that that trailer came or, or maybe maybe it was maybe it was like for the Xbox showcase or something. I don't know. But yeah, I'm I'm worried about that game. I want to see more Fable. Um, to be quite honest, I am less invested in the thought about uh a new fable and i would i would again i'm kind of into the remake scheme of things because i think fable was so good and i feel like more people should experience the greatness of the original trilogy and it would be cool if they remade you know fable fable 2 fable 3 and just made them to current technology so i don't know um parasite eve dude yo what's going on with this franchise yo like I, like they have left this behind for so long, and this has just been killing me for years and years and years. This has been absolutely killing me because the original game was amazing, super different. You know, like I remember when I first played it, I was like, I don't know if this is an action game. This is an RPG. Like, what is this? And it was so confusing that I kind of dropped it off and just like started playing other stuff. But when the sequel came out, I totally bought in. I was all on board. I love, 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 love me some Parasite Eve 2. And then they had what third birthday that came out exclusively on exclusively on the PSP. 
And yeah, they just stopped, dude. And and it's crazy. And I think that they should get back to either making those games or like you guys have heard, they should remake it. Um, but yeah, it would be cool to just kind of see what Ayabrea has been up to, what she's doing and how she's going to help save the world again. Um, I, it's an amazing franchise and I, I, I couldn't even imagine why Square Enix doesn't think that this would be a bankable, uh, game today. I think, I think it will be more relatable today than it was when they first made it. I think they could do a lot of great things with this franchise. I would love to see them make either a fourth game or remake uh, the original three. So there's that. And then I want to know what's going on with Injustice. What the hell is going on with Injustice? Like, are they working on Injustice 3? You know, I know I like I honestly thought Injustice 3 would possibly come out around the time when The Rock was like, you know, when he had his whole vision for the DC universe and now he's been kicked out of the DC universe and you got James Gunn over there and he's taking over and this, that, and the third. So like now we got different styles and different ways that we're looking at these characters. So are we going to get an injustice three? We need an injustice three. I mean, because the last, cause the way it, the, the rhythm as I've caught it, the rhythm as I've seen it has been, you know, we got Injustice, then we got Mortal Kombat, then we got Injustice, then we got Mortal Kombat. And we recently had Mortal Kombat. That's been years and years ago. So where is Injustice? We need a new Injustice. Or, or, or we need a new game. We need a game. Oh, and oh man, can you guys hear the rain? It is like really, really raining. And it's like really uh, just messing up my whole podcast. This whole show is going in the garbage. But, um, yeah, like, I know that people have speculated, but I am fantasizing at this point about a NetherRealm Marvel fighting game. That would be tits. And I totally want that. I need that. I'm wondering what they're doing. I really am wondering what they're doing. If they are doing Injustice 3, I think that would just be awesome. If they're working on a Marvel fighter, that would be even better. Or if they're just going straight to Mortal Kombat 12, that would be cool. But I don't think I'm ready. I think Mortal Kombat, I think Mortal Kombat 11 is still very, very playable. But I think that a new Injustice or maybe a Marvel fighter in the vein of Injustice would be really cool to have. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. But what do you guys think? Do you guys have any games or any series that you're like, yo, what is going on with that? Love to hear from you guys about that. Um, are you guys playing any games that gets a lot of hate? Are you guys playing Atomic Heart in itself? Like, how do you guys enjoy that game? I think it's great. Um, what games are you guys looking forward to? Is there anything that's coming out within the span of the next three to six months that you guys are like totally on board and just ready to grab? And uh, what new releases have you been excited about? Anything that came out within this last week that you grabbed or that you anticipate grabbing within a few days or whatnot? Or is there something that's coming uh, down the pipeline that you are just really eagerly anticipating? I would love to hear from you guys. You guys can always reach me on 
the Twitter, which is where I primarily am. You can hit me up uh, by my handle, more, M-O-O-R-E-T-A podcast. And yeah, we can talk about everything that we discussed here on the show. Oh, and a side note, which I did briefly bring it up um, online, but I definitely wanted to voice it on the show. Megan, the movie about the robot android killer doll whatever um great film great 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 film but the anticipation for this unrated version has gone completely unwarranted i don't understand what the hell they thought they were releasing on side of what this original film has offered I have watched this unrated version and I will tell you now, do not waste your time. There is nothing different in this unrated version than there is in the original version. There's the only thing that they have changed or the only thing that elevates it in some fashion is just at the points where Megan does what she does. There's just a little more. Uh, it's just accentuated. That's it. It's like, okay, so she stabbed somebody. There's just a little bit more blood. Okay, so she pulled off an ear. There's just a little bit more blood. Oh, so she killed this person this way. There's just a little bit more blood. There's nothing explicitly unrated about this version. They, you know, I, I had a, I had somebody online on Twitter say, like, dude, they they took out all the blood and they took out all the killing, you know, the the you know, the explicit killing because they really wanted to appeal to a mass audience. They wanted to get as many people in the theater as possible to see this film. I totally understand. I totally know it. And yeah, it's crap. That is a crappy thing to do. I think they should have totally made a version of this film to where she was just going completely ham because that's what I was expecting. I was, I was literally looking for more kills, more blood, more violence. Just, I was looking like unrated means something different to me and it was totally not unrated. It was just unwanted. So yes, I will say that about that film. Have you seen the Megan movie? Have you seen the unrated version do you find a difference? Do you think that it is any better or any worse than what I have just explained? Again, you guys can hit me up on Twitter, M-O-O-R-E-T-A podcast, and we can talk about it. So that is going to be the show. Pretty long show today, but I had a lot to talk about, and I hope you guys enjoyed. I really enjoy giving you this content. This rain is really killing me. It's going to be raining for a few days out here in not-so-sunny California, but you know, it is what it is. So to that, I will say, I hope you guys are doing well. Hope wherever you are in the world, you are enjoying life, enjoying yourself, enjoying the people around you. And just do as I always say, take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you guys next time. Bye guys.